Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. I said, Nigerian, I don't even know where I'm getting my energy from because lately we've been subsidized. So there was removal of subsidy from our fuel and that means the oil and gas sector, they're actually taking a break to go check how they can solve the national problems. Meanwhile, all nationals, uh, that's Nigerians, we are going through it because there is a hike in almost everything. I mean, everything including water including food transportation i mean the only thing we're not paying for right now in nigeria is air i mean even where we stay accommodation prices going way up yes uh, there was an inauguration of the new president on may 29th and after the inauguration he gave a speech and towards the end of the speech decided to remove subsidy from fuel and after that the old nigerians they took to the direction that you always usually go to which is stop selling fuel so they can actually increase the price i don't know am i lamenting or venting ah well welcome back to the show cruise control here africa tech Radio, we are your number one Africa technology radio reporting technological advancements in Africa, one broadcast at a time. And my lovely name is Buki. I'm your host for the next few hours. I'll be going through the stories, checking what's happening around the tech ecosystem, uh, just seeing some news about the G7 countries trying to get together and implement global AI regulatory policies. Also, multi-choice uh, launch moments, which is going to expand their payment infrastructure for Africans. So it's going to uh, step into the fintech space. That's what they're trying to tell us there. And also, Patricia, I've suffered some hackers issues lately and they've been having restrictions on their withdrawals. I'll be getting into the news deep, deep. And of course, uh, looking at what's happening in rwanda i remember during this week i talked about how ai could actually help the education sector because ed tech is not what we really 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 talk about and this is huge because uh, children are future leaders of tomorrow and we were already the leaders we still need more learning we still have the education sector there's a huge gap there the fintech has been quite saturated i, I, I beg to say but the ed tech and health tech barely gets people doing things so i'm encouraging people to actually look into that if you're passionate about education i mean there's a lot to be done if you're passionate about health and wellness there's a lot to be done so in rwanda they're giving one laptop to one teacher which i think is commendable one laptop to one teacher because if you know rwanda rwanda is like the land for cultural um system and now seeing that they're embracing this uh, world of learning i'm really happy about that and one more story that i'm going to be taking because i want to give you a rundown of, of everything i'm doing today Yes, I'm, I'm looking at the cyber attack that happened in Senegal. I missed a protest that is ongoing, which is politically inclined. So we're going to be looking at this. I, I'm just taking all these stories because sometime during my show last month, I kept talking about cyber security. How important is it? The reason why TikTok was banned in the US was because of the cyber security 
fear they don't want the chinese people to get access into their system so this is quite important that we protect our system of uh, government we protect f- some very crucial information some privy information that on our systems especially in the governmental offices going all the way to senegal government media websites in senegal suffers from cyber attacks amid their political tension uh if you've been following with the senegal story since 2012 there's been a rift between the running government and uh, some political aspirants and that has led to a cyber attack on their system the group who launched the attack is a bangladesh hackers group called the mysterious team they launched a series of denial of service. That means they went into the government's website to go offline. And this has been going on since, since last weekend. The presidency website alongside that of the finance ministry and the country's government-backed network was affected. The attack also targeted some top media platforms. This kind of attack is mainly launched by the threat actor to flood like a network or server with um, internet traffic to ensure it becomes inaccessible that means that the office of the president and the finance ministry they are down they cannot access them and a lot can actually go so wrong at this time looking at how technology has actually come to help us put things together simplify things put things in arrangement and also help for a bit of transparency Hackers have also gone on that hike looking at how they can penetrate system and cause some uh, mysterious doings. So some of this mysterious doing could be uh, socially engineering tactics like pitching or fishing like they call it. And since there's a political tension going on right now, they could actually cause people to be angered yes a lot could actually go wrong some private information could be leaked to the wrong set of individuals and uh, it's a whole lot of crazy crazy i mean we saw this with the nigeria's uh, recent presidential and national assembly polls seeing how things went and the communication and digital economy ministry also stating that 12.9 million cyber attacks also were launched so this is actually going on in senegal we had the mysterious team which is popular for its activism which led to cyber attacks on ethiopia's ministry of health website and two indian media outlets we also see that this is as a result of the genesis of the protest since 2012 i don't want to go into this political reef and everything but the impact of this cyber attack on senegal's political tension is that the the uh, series of cyber attack is going to lead to a very disturbing democracy there, there will be no peace basically because people cannot rest right now you don't know what information is going to be leaked or tampered with and aside that the the protest is also going to challenge the government to use or to frustrate the opposition just frustrates people basically i don't know election period these these people go to the extent of like paying hackers to go against their opposition so it's really crazy but i keep encouraging people if you are interested in cyber security 
right now this is the great time for you because people are protecting data data needs all the protection it can amass right now and also you need to we need cyber security experts to start teaching us how we can safeguard our information our data and the things that we're doing that needs to be privy to the public how we can protect them so i think uh, right now we've seen politics in the u.s we've seen it in nigeria and now in senegal even guinea the other day they had to go on two two days internet shutdown amidst the protests you can see how powerful technology is controlling things right now at the top so I think right now we need to be really, really invested in cybersecurity experts, cybersecurity training, and uh, let's see how we can bring peace back to the world. Um, my heart goes out to everyone in Senegal. I missed all of this. I know some people right now they are they are not sleeping because a whole government, presidential, and the finance ministry getting hacked is a whole lot i know they will be working on it moving on to the next story i wanted to go into the health sector because uh google is actually doing something for africa looking at the health sector yes so google ai program to support health tech startups solve african health care issues I had to say that one after the other. Google's AI program to support health tech startups solve African health issues. I mean, if you look at health issues in Africa, basically, you know that most people are underserved. I don't want to put a number to it right now because I don't have all of my data together. I'm just taking um, the news articles that I put together for the show today. The African healthcare system, as we see it or as we know it, has like so many issues such as insufficient human resources looking at the caregivers the doctors the nurses they are not enough yet people keep going out to other countries to work because they are not also being paid enough i don't feel like they are valued enough so maybe that's the reason why they are going out to go work for other countries but we feel like i feel like we don't have enough inadequate healthcare financing like i said they're not being paid enough even some of the health facilities are not well taken care of and of course subpar leadership and management and deficient infrastructure all of this we suffer in africa i cannot pinpoint it to one country under the continent but i know when you go from one african country to another you'd see a linking problem in the health sector so google has actually been taking a look into that their surveillance and seeing what they can do to help people so the emergence of health tech startup might actually be helping the transformative wave in the industry but notwithstanding with all of these issues, they still need uh, some major innovative solutions also for the long-standing problems. So Google has taken up this opportunity to introduce the Google for Startup Growth Academy. And this program is a AI for health. 
It is a three-month program for seed to series high potential startup based in the Europe, the Middle East, and Africa with a keen dedication to supporting this startup with AI technology. So Google for Startup Growth Academy is another Google initiative to help startups solve some of the world's important challenge with innovative technology. And they are doing this with the help of AI, artificial intelligence. The aim is to, like support and empower startup working in the field of healthcare. health startups are not that they are not around especially in nigeria here we have a lot of them but raising funds have been a major issue i know some time ago in south africa some of their health startup were getting uh, funded and i felt that was good because it pushes the the system forward and of course health is wealth the more health the people are the more wealth you can actually make because people's minds will be working efficiently so what google is doing is is going to give opportunity for selected startups and founders going to give them equity free uh, access to google products and resources is also going to create a mentorship program for them uh, they can speak with technical consulting and one-on-one support from google mentors and ai experts on how to use artificial intelligence to provide health care solution and also there will be leadership training and support for mentors and google teams on new international opportunities to expand the businesses to new market and of course network opportunity so if you're thinking or if you have an idea of starting a health startup right now just look into this google ai program it's for healthcare startups and founders so if you have a solution and you know that your solution is congruent with the problems that is faced with Africa when we talk about health, I think this is a good opportunity to tap into the Google AI program for healthcare industry. So the rise of the AI has actually dominated discussion for months. So I, if you're thinking, what is AI? What is AI? Artificial intelligence. Guy, look around you. Everything is smartly done right now. And when I mean smart, smarter, smarter, smartest. So I say smarter. <laughs> yes. So right now, the impact of AI in almost all industries is what they're talking about. And I'm going to move down to the next story, which I have about the G7 leaders uh, meeting up concerning this ai policies because right now ai has a lot of benefits to it but then there are still fears around how out of control ai could actually get especially see the rave around the chat gpt people really went crazy a lot of people stopped believing that people have intellectual uh, power because chat gpt was just there to supply answers in very very fast minutes and seconds you get it so officials from the group of seven that's the g7 nations will be convening uh to meet next week to discuss the importance of the ai regulatory policies i mean so many ai experts have actually spoken up concerning how out of hand ai is going to be in the next few months or years i mean in just how many months it's not more up to a year that they we've been talking about artificial intelligence and a whole lot of things have happened a whole lot of generative ai is playing right now it's even been a power play that people are thinking that their jobs their roles are going to be 
replaced with the AI system and they're going to be out of jobs because right now the, the, the things they do will be simplified and all of that stuff. But I mean, just agitating the public also because there were pictures where some of the foreign political leaders were seen behind bars, some were seen in like places that were compromising and the pictures actually looked so real and that could actually cause a political war. So it's a whole lot of things happening right now and the the leaders are, are going to sit down and actually think of how to implement policies so that people who are working to build this generative ai would actually know the limits to which they can actually go also i remember when there was a leak of a song drake and uh, the weekend i guess and the song felt like it was drake on it drake had to tweet to tell them to pull it down that's how good i don't want to say bad that's how good ai can get it can interpret things for you in ways that it looks like a real form uh even adobe is already using it for their creator space a lot of people are already adapting this artificial intelligence into their companies so it's time for us to sit down for the leaders to sit down and discuss the ethical concerns that will be of significant risk for civilians, national security and even potential violation of international laws. These are things that they are going to sit down to talk about. I know my my colleague will be like Buki and AI, ChatGPT, AI. Ch- oh, take it easy. Take it easy. I'm just concerned because I mean there's bias and like people being me I was scared at some point about this whole thing going out of hand. And uh, if you don't see the bigger picture, you would not know the extent to which AI can actually lead to some damages. But for these G7 leaders to be saying, no, 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 we need to sit and talk about this. I want to tell you that it's really, really serious. It's really, really serious. Because what technology is doing right now, hmm, just leave it for them. They can do and undo. I can actually finish a seven-year course in just two weeks because i've got artificial intelligence there to help me i remember they use artificial intelligence to take a law course and it came out the top of the exams so i'm telling you this can be used for good as much as it can be used for bad think about it but while you're thinking the necessary people are already sitting around the table to make the discussion so i'm good i'm good as long as there will be policies and laws and regulation i'm okay so let's move on to our fintech sector uh talking about what multi-choice just launched they launched multi-choice moment and that means they're taking a leap into the fintech sector if you know multi-choice multi-choice is like they serve the whole of africa right they serve so many african countries and they have over 22 million users yes 22 million households across 50 countries in africa so right now they are looking to invest in ventures that is logical for their users and they decided to launch moment so moment fulfills their strategy to expand the ecosystem by investing in adjacent businesses that provide scalable service that are directed or underpinned by 
technology so right now if you people are paying i remember back then we used to go to dstv offices go tv offices to go and pay because multiple choice on dstv go tv and what's the other one that they own some other asset like that sha so we usually go to their office to pay it used to be cool back then then after a while that the country was going through some rough times they just packed their office i don't even know i can hand count the number of offices i've seen so if you have problems right now everything is teleprompt you just have to speak to an agent via phone you can't take your cable to the office and tell them that i have a problem come and fix it they will be directing you both of you will fix the problem together so that 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 is that so in collaboration with two of the investors rapid and general catalyst multi choice group established moment a pioneering payment infrastructure platform dedicated to businesses throughout africa they're tired of hollywood bollywood football Nadio Wild and the likes of it. Now they're venturing into businesses. They want to be a part of your business life. They want to help you go through your business challenges and struggle and help you bring a simpler solution. That's what they're saying. So Moment's primary object- objective is to revolutionize the African payment landscape, providing businesses with an expanded and streamlined payment infrastructure that ensures more accessible faster and more cost effective transactions across um according to buyers and suppliers preferences it's just simply what the other fintechs are doing but this one you're working with someone that has been in your life for quite some time now if i'm going to say multi choice has been in my life close to 20 years Yes, close to 20 years, if no more, but I'll say close to 20 years. So they've been part of my life, waking up to just go turn on the TV to see what's happening around the world, get the latest news from BBC, from Fox, from CNN, all the likes of it. Watch some African magic, African magic Yoruba, African magic Igbo, African magic this and that. Then also super sports there. They've done so many things. So they've been with you all through the journey and right now they want to be in your business they want to help you make transaction they want to be in the middle helping you with the buyer and supplier preferences i think i think they're like family members now and i don't want to go with the proverb that they say don't do business with families but i think this is a distant family that understands my your your struggle because i'm still thinking about it if i'm going to use moment for my payment infrastructure i don't know i don't know but i think uh this is actually a good move because uh the fintech se- sector have been seeing a lot lately they've been going through a lot uh pressure from the ogas at the top and also cybersecurity also getting hacked and all the likes of it and now there's an open banking system so it's it's a good time for them to come in that's just what i'm going to say it's a good time for them to come in i mean this uh, venture is quite a logical progression if you'd ask me and also they've been having how we pay through digital platforms so right now i feel like they are going to actually coming to this um space and offer some good features 
for their users so that's that about that for multi-choice this is actually a good approach because competition when it comes to streaming platform has taken another turn entirely like the way we consume the kind of product that multi-choice offers which is uh bringing us close to entertainment and right now there's so many platforms offering the same thing and people are also taking individual steps to put their product on a more global platform so i think it's time for them to have um, and i like when when companies or businesses take another shape or look at the paradigm shift and just adjust yes that's it i like it so i wish them all the best because um looking at the fintech industry and how everyone is seeing africa as a very green ground looking at how so many people are unbanked and uh, there's a huge gap in the financial sector so it's going to come in i mean and the the traditional banking system self uh, there's a lot that is really going on right now from people that that are registering their NIN trying to link their accounts and all of that great stuff so there's there's a promising ground for them to land on all the best to multi choice moments and welcome to the fintech space and speaking of the financial sector i just had to look at what the NIN uh, registration has been about we've had over Three, four years. I think post COVID started in 2019. I remember I was trying to get my passport sorted out, and there was a mistake from my NIN, which was linked, and that cost me a whole lot of time wasting and money wasting. But Nigeria has actually recorded 100 million NIN registration. I don't want to talk the number of people that go to the headquarters for correction because that one saved day. So, um, but I've, despite the 100 million NIN registration, Nigeria is still falling short of the World Bank targets. What's this target? So, NIN, let me start with what is NIN, the national identity number. The Minister of Communication and Digital Economy at an event intended uh, to commission 4,366 projects, released a statement about the registration of NIN and it revealed that the number of uh, registrants jumped from 61 million to 100 million within three years. But before becoming the minister and overseeing the affairs of the National Identity Management Council, uh, NIN registration stood at 39 million. That's from 20... 07 to 2020 i told you this this registration thing has been going on. i think it was in 2019 they made it mandatory for everybody mandatory that everyone should go get their registration done and since their enrollment and um they've had 56.7 percent that's 56 million being male and 43.3 percent being men this is getting me worried because over the weekend my friend asked me why do we have so many women rushing one man (laughs) like one man can just have like five babes all of them dying on his matter uh and i was like because there are more women in the world than more men but right now with the registration it's showing that more men 
than women have registered meaning these are the uh, number of people that are valid in nigeria some of you are dating a ghost ask them have you registered your nin are you a citizen of nigeria it's worth noting that the dashboard has actually been updated to reflect the 100 million registration milestone as such the current figure as of April 2023 is standing at 98.700, but in May it jumped to 100 million. Uh, this registration occupied their three major positions in Lagos, Kanu, and Kaduna, despite uh, registration center happening in other places. And of course, impressive numbers have been accumulated. Yet, Nigeria could miss out on the World Bank digital identification for development roadmap identification for development roadmap is a project sponsored by the world bank that aims to increase the number of persons with the national identification id number uh, issued by a robust and inclusive foundational id system that facilitates their access to services so it was this whole registration process was was expected to run from february to june 2024 by then they're expecting that 148 million nigerians should be registered for their national identification number but the identification for development roadmap also sets extra target for nigeria to meet meaning that the 148 million registrants expect the World Bank is expecting 65 million registrants to be women, not men. We men, like I said, people assume in the world that women are more than men. So encourage your sister, encourage your mom, see, encourage your auntie, encourage your neighbors that are females to please go and register. If not, Nigeria will not meet the target though. And you know, once you meet the target, it means that once they seek for fund, for help, to borrow or to lend, I've heard the days to say it, they will not want to give because... They'll feel like the minorities, the vulnerables, the numbers are not matching up. So you people don't need help. Yes, you don't need them. So if you know that Nigeria actually needs this help, encourage them to go and vote. Don't be waiting for bros to give you the money. Nigeria can give you this money. So furthermore, the NIN enrollment scheme should actually include children. Specifically, uh, 50 million children should be registered. 65 million should be female and the rest can be male going by the current number provided by the national identification management council yes so that's what is expected but so far so good nigeria has actually recorded 56.3 percent for male and 45 percent 56.7 for male and 43.7 percent for females so we're still encouraging people to go and vote people are wondering like, what do i have to vote this nin for like i said I, my passport was delayed because of my nin had some correction to be made so the national identification number was actually designed for nigerians as a unique means of identification 
If you go to the banks now, they would ask you for your NIN. Gone are those days they would ask you for your BVN, bank verification number. Now they're asking you for your NIN. They have to link all these numbers together. It's very, very important. It also helps the government to verify the identity of those needing essential social services. It also comes in handy for enabling law enforcement law enforcement to tackle identity theft cases that means they can trace you they can trace you to where you live and find out where you are spending your time who you're spending your time with yes it's very very important you watch all these abroad movies you see that they just go straight to their database when they are looking for somebody yes or missing persons this is going to help in both good good ways and the other way around for everyone both the government and the citizen so it's actually a potential benefit where a lot of nigerians we share the old common grounds with so many people identity theft happening here and there and of course seeing how operations are happening now using technology you want to be individually identified so it's important to get your registration on and link it to other things like your sim card like your banks like your passport just like get everything linked together so you can have a seamless process but meanwhile the world bank is expecting nigeria to meet up with the numbers some people are still complaining about how the deadline is just shifting and there have to be a rush and some people cannot even do the linkage this has been going on for some time some people they cannot even get correction i remember when i wanted to correct something i was told that it's going to take me three months let me tell you it took more than three months for me to get that corrected i just wish that the nigerian system is going to create a fast track system for nigerians to get all these things because if the system is fast in handling all of this i'm sure that nigerians will come out and register it's just the process of having to sit down long hours i'm saying this personal ordeal i went for over a week i missed work so i have to be giving excuses upon excuses on how i'm trying to get this done my number is 175 i have to sit down some people will go through the long process oh my god thank god i'm actually part of the 47.3 percent that have registered or 45.3 i don't know i'm just missing this number but you get 40 percent plus uh women i'm part of them please i've helped nigeria in my own way see around fintech we have patricia patricia recently got breached and right now they've actually withheld uh withdrawers they stop people from withdrawing so there's a restriction on having withdrawal on their platform so they've been actually breached last week cyber security is at the highest right now people are very vulnerable systems actually are very vulnerable hackers are looking to just get free money i remember a few months ago we we're talking about a particular fintech that go hacked and they also go hacked they, they got hacked for the third time but they denied it i don't want to go there 
because I saying the the story over and over again is like oh, okay let me just say for those who are listening for the first time so flutterwave which is actually a very very big fintech platform in nigeria even in africa they serve a couple of countries you go hacked the first time and second time and those uh words around the block that they got hacked the third time last month and they denied with a statement but right now Patricia didn't deny getting breached by hackers. They actually released a statement for the public. They said over the last five years, we've become synonymous with Bitcoin and crypto trading. We have been at the forefront of crypto adoption in Africa. And despite governmental environmental challenges that have tested our efforts to drive adoption in Nigeria and Africa, we have remained resolute. If you know this first statement is very strong and powerful because Patricia has actually seen a lot, especially from the Nigerian government, and they had to now move to Ethiopia. So the, the, the statement went on to say, our efforts did not go unnoticed as we quickly became a household name, garnering prestigious awards across the world. However, public recognition comes with fair share of risk because now you are in the public eye and people want to know what is in your stew. So they want to steal your sauce. So moving on, moving on to their statements, our services are divided into three arms, Patricia Personal, Patricia OTC Desk and Patricia Business. Not long ago, we were victim of a breach. Patricia Personal, the retail trading application was solely affected by this breach. BTC and Nera assets were compromised. Every other crypto balance remains unaffected and we have assured the public that all our customers and merchants' assets are secured. In light of this, we are undergoing internal restructuring and temporarily suspending withdrawals on our app, mobile and web. We understand how this affected our customers and are truly appreciative of your patience. Uh, through this inconvenience, we assure you that we are working to strengthen our security measures and the likes of it. So they didn't deny that they were hacked. They're just tendering their apologies to their customers and users who are finding it hard to actually make withdrawals at this time because they're trying to fix up from their back end they have their users at the heart and wish that they can continue to provide updates on the situation to all their stakeholders i like the fact that they actually went through releasing a press statement because people who have their assets their money, their Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and all of that stuff hanging would actually have sleepless nights and if not high blood pressure right now. So it's good to have some reassurance coming from Patricia. I really like I really like it, honestly. Flutterwave, I'm actually also wishing them that they would actually tighten their security team and of course help their users to have a very wonderful time and experience using their platforms one thing about these platforms is once you start going really big hackers start looking at you these hackers come for different things sometimes they come for data sometimes they come for assets sometimes they come for for the money they go straight up and see how they can suck it and siphon it out of it. But like I said, if you have your NIN, BVN and the likes of it, everything can become traceable. That's one thing I like about the blockchain world. 
for the web 3 the transparency of where things are moving to and i think we're getting there gradually gradually we'll definitely get there that's not saying that it's going to eliminate hackers or these bad guys no they will always be there they are also part of the power play without the hackers some things just be left to be moving in circular motion but these people keep the companies the platform it keeps them on their toes and they look for how to provide better solution and security for their users yes i think i've had such a wonderful time on the show today just talking 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 i'm still going to continue talking about all of these things with my friends it's become my my day-to-day life where i discuss issues that are putting around the tech sector i think one thing i want to infuse also is just talking about people raising seed funds i don't know i've been i've been seeing whenever i take my readings and trying to put all my news together i usually see it but i don't know if you want me to start talking about african uh, startups or uh platforms or companies that are raising seed funds please let me know so we can actually share the word with the world and let them know what solution is coming closer to them and how they can tap into it that's the reason why we are here at africa tech radio reporting technological advancements one broadcast at a time and my name is buki your lovely host your chatty chatty friend i know <laughs> oh god i just had a laugh from way back growing up my friend's mom whenever i'm around they're like god this girl can talk non-stop mm. and i'm glad that i'm doing this for a living i'm really really glad and i get to do it talking about what's hot and new and tell my friends about the next big thing because i heard it first (laughs) as i'm bringing it to you guys uh thanks for rocking with me i appreciate your time and of course i'm bouncing out of the studio looking forward to next week where we talk more on technology but for now have a splendid weekend and of course you can binge listen to some of our shows and follow us on social media we are a tech radio on instagram and africa tech radio for facebook and twitter but for now bye thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com